Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Well, there's certainly plenty of things in life to test our patience. That's why I am canvassing on Tiara's Tears and Triumphs this week, giving you tips on how to cultivate more patience in your life. What are you going to get out of it? Why? Why should you work on this? Why is it so important? Well, if you want to experience more peace in your life, if you want to experience more joy in your life, if you want to have a rich and rewarding life, if you want to live fully into your life and your potential, then cultivating this really important life skill is something that you will want to do because without it, you are going to be held back in areas of your life and this is why it's such an important skill to cultivate so we covered some of it on last week's episode and this week's episode you are going to get the tips on practical tips on how to cultivate more patience in your life okay let's open the door on this week's episode just a caution If you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back any time you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. So every day I'm given new opportunities to learn the skill of being patient. Just as a mum, I have opportunities all the time to learn the skill of being patient. Now, before I share some tips on how to become more patient through uncertainty, I want to give you a few reasons why you will want to make this a priority. After all, we all need to see the benefits if we're going to do something So you will want to know why this is so important, right? Okay, so patience can transform your relationships. Now, how great is that? An impatient person is often restless, they're easily irritable and might not hesitate in saying things that can hurt other people. Impatience clouds our reasoning and can make us behave rudely or inconsiderately. And then we live with the regret of that. An impatient person is likely to offend other people with their behaviour. So when you learn to be patient, your relationships will thrive, they'll blossom, they'll flourish because of that. Patience can transform your potential and isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Quite often people wrongly assume that wealth or high physical strength are the only measures of a successful life. 
However, more than one's physical skills or material wealth, it is patience that guides people towards greatness in their respective fields. So there's an example. Um, Helen Keller could, couldn't see and she couldn't hear, but she achieved her desired goals by the virtue of patience. She cultivated patience and because she knew that by patiently working towards her goals, she could fulfil her aspirations. So it's really necessary to cultivate patience to be successful and it can transform your life into one that makes you really happy. So another example is probably looking at people who uh, they play sports So, and they play a team sport and that team sport has people sitting on the bench and they're called subs. And the sub players, they need to practice patience because they don't know when they're going to be called on to play, but they can't see themselves as being second best. They have to know that they're good enough to go out on the field and play and just be patient for it to be their turn for them to put their skills into practice. And when they do, that enables them to perform their best. If they're impatient, they're going to start thinking that others might think that they're second best and then they start getting frustrated with that and getting defensive about that and then they're not on their game when they get called. Okay, so some benefits of, you know, patience. We can enjoy the following life-changing benefits just by learning how to become patient. One, you can develop long-term vision. So by understanding the importance of having patience, we can maintain an unwavering focus on our long-term goals. That means that when we have temporary setbacks, and there are always temporary setbacks in life because life is not a straight path and achieving a goal is not always a straight path, there will be setbacks. But when you have patience, those setbacks don't affect a patient person as much. So that enables them to have that vision, hold on to that vision and pick themselves up, dust themselves off and keep going. Another thing is um, mental and physical well-being, which just can't be underrated at all. We can really see how patient plays an important role in our mental and our physical wellness. By understanding the importance of patience in our life, we can learn to stay in control of our emotions and Avoid negative feelings such as anger, frustration and helplessness. So it also gives us the ability to make a sustained effort. And this is sort of ties in again from what I said before about picking yourself, dusting yourself off and starting all over again because patience gives people the perspective to focus on long-term strategies. You would and you would have noticed that patient people have a reputation for being really persistent. And this is because they work towards their goals despite those setbacks and delays. Another thing is 
peace, you know, peace and popularity, which is another like fantastic thing that comes from being a patient person because patient people are really good people to be around. You you feel good being around people who are patient. So the more you cultivate patience, it enables you to analyse things and situations beyond their face value, which helps you not be reactive, okay, which is so such a great, you know, thing to, a skill to have. The resourcefulness comes from that, calm comes from that, and empathetic behaviour and self-control, these are all things that patient people can have that makes them really popular because it's just great being around somebody who's really resourceful, who's always been proactive and positive and, and you know, okay, taking everything in their stride and they're, they're calm, they're chilled out, you know, so they're not driven by drama and, and they've got great empathy for other people, they're easygoing, and they've got that kind of self-control. So, you know, they're not reactive, not flipping out when things aren't going their way. So this is such a great motivation to practice becoming more patient in your life. And don't get impatient with yourself because you're, you know, still learning how to be patient, okay? Um, that's really counterintuitive, but will more than likely happen. It's happened with me, you know, time and time again. So that's another reminder. Whoops. Okay. I'm still a work in, pra- in progress. I'm not fully evolved in this whole area of patience. Uh, you know, today I can quite confidently say I am okay with being on the journey of cultivating patience and knowing that. I am a much more patient person today than I was a year ago or I'm a much more patient person today than I was five years ago. So I know that I've made progress and I know the types of transformations that this has brought about in my life. So if you, you know, tomorrow you're like, yep, I've got it with this whole patient thing, I've got it completely under control, then something happens, you get triggered and the impatience comes up again and you become reactive and everything. No, you are still a work in progress. Don't beat yourself up because I'm going to give you some tips to help you to continue to cultivate this patience in yourself. So, I know for me how important it is for me to understand what the significance is for me in making changes in my life. If I'm going to do those hard yards, I want to be able to see the benefits, okay? So that can help remind me that there are benefits when I'm feeling justified in feeling impatient because something's driving me around the twist, okay? Now, I'm going to share those tips. I promised you that I'm going to share those tips to help you to cultivate patience. But I want to emphasize this, okay, that they're not going to do you any good unless you put them into practice, okay? And 
practice makes perfect, okay? As I said, I'm not perfect and I'm still on my way, but I am willing to do the work. Now, I know that you care about your relationships, especially whether it's your partner, but especially if you're a mum, okay? You will care very much about having a good relationship with your children, because this means that you're close to your children. This means that when your children have needs that you'll be able to support them with those needs because they haven't estranged themselves from you because they feel close to you, okay? So it's not always easy to have a good relationship with your children. You know, there's lots of different dynamics, especially as kids go into being teenagers and they're getting, they're coming into their themselves and they want to be independent and suddenly you've gone from the person who knew quite a bit about life to, you know, nothing. And, you know, there's all these shifts that go on in that journey of parenting as your children are growing up and even well into their adulthood. Um, So, but just know that, um, you know, especially when you're a single parent and you have that tough job of keeping healthy boundaries in place with your children when you don't have anyone there to back you up, this can be really frustrating. You know, your time poor, there seems to be a never-ending list of things to do, a never-ending list of responsibilities that fall squarely on your shoulders. Nobody else, you've got the job, you know. And so there's lots of reasons. All those things can be like, you know, really making it challenging for you to be patient, but they are all opportunities for you to cultivate more patience. So if you care about your relationships, which I know that you do, you know, the thing that you must do is try and cultivate patience and focus on the good qualities and individual traits of the people around you. And I'll say that again because it's very easy to focus on the things that people aren't doing right. They're the things that are frustrating you. You know, they're the things that you're like, this is a problem, I want this fixed. And you know, these are the things that you feel like you've repeated yourself a hundred times over and over, and it still seems to be falling on deaf ears. And when you focus on these things, then you feel justified in your impatience. But becoming impatient and agitated, it doesn't resolve the problem. All it does is makes you really upset. And, you know, and in that, there's still the the problem still exists and you're not feeling particularly close to the people that you love. So try and refocus onto some of the good traits of that person. I'm not saying excuse the behaviour, okay? I'm definitely not saying that, but try and focus on some of the good traits of that person so that you can think more clearly. This is for your benefit, okay? Um. And when you can think more clearly, you might come up with a different strategy to fix the problem. Maybe there needs to be a clear consequence. Maybe that's, you know, what the strategy needs to be, that the person, if the person isn't doing the thing that's expected of them, maybe that consequence needs to be clearly defined. And when it's clearly defined, maybe it needs to be followed through with, okay, maybe part of that frustration is your inability to 
both, you know, follow through with the consequence. So when you're setting consequences, and this is just a tiny bit off topic just for one second, but when you're thinking about setting a consequence, because when you're in the heat of the moment and you're going rah, 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 and, you know, and you set up this massive consequence that is just un unachievable for anybody. So it sets the person up to fail and it sets you to be in this cycle of frustration. So when you are thinking of consequences, take yourself off to get yourself calm first and then have a think about what is an achievable consequence for that person, for that thing, and set them up to succeed and let them know that you have confidence, every confidence in them that they can succeed without them having to face the consequence. So set both of you up for success with it, okay? Parenting children who've been through trauma, it's not easy. I know that. I've been there and I am still there. And there are still, you know, things with my own kids that, uh, you know, I look at and, um, you know, they could bring me unraveled if I let them, but I choose to focus on the positive and I choose to make it appropriate also for where your child is at because, you know, a consequence for a young child is going to look very different for an 18-year-old that has their own ability to make choices for themselves. So there's only so much you can do when you're parenting an 18-year-old as to what you can do when you're parenting a child who is still very much dependent on you. So there was a time when I let my children just go, you know, just do, uh, get away with, if you like, it, you know, everything because when it came to following through on things that I asked them to do because I felt that they'd already, you know, been through so much in their young lives, I didn't want to make life harder for them, you know, and so I created a rod for my own back because I just wanted to wrap my children up in cotton wool. I wanted to shelter them from being any more hurt than what they had already been by the absolutely huge upheaval in our lives and the traumas that they had experienced. So when I say I created a rod for my back is because I didn't, I didn't set them up for success with having um, achievable consequences for if they didn't do something. So, and because I was just, I was just in survival mode. And so my energy, you know, I just felt like it's easier. It's just easier to just do that thing myself. If they're not going to do what I ask them to do, I will just do it myself rather than things getting heated because I didn't want to have that kind of friction in my home. I became really um, sensitive about conflict and I wanted to avoid conflict at all costs, but I hadn't yet learned how to set 
consequences that were achievable for my children to give them those boundaries that they needed. And everybody needs to learn boundaries because there are boundaries in life and that's and if we don't learn boundaries then that's going to make adulthood much harder for us because um you know we're, we're going to invite more pain and suffering into our lives unless we have healthy boundaries so when you create boundaries as a parent what it does for your children is it empowers them to function really well in their adulthood because they understand that everybody has their limits you know there's there's a limit and we don't go past that limit because when we do go past that limit then there's a negative consequence so and there is that's one of the laws of life is you know the law of cause and effect and if we do something there, there's going to be a subsequent consequence so um whether that's enforced by a parent or whether that's enforced by life there will naturally be a consequence so what I did in trying to shield my children actually um ended up making me feel like a doormat made me feel resentful made me feel more impatient with my children because I wasn't creating those boundaries so that is probably another conversation for another episode. Um, but parenting under huge amounts of stress will test even the most patient of people. And that's why I'm going to give you some ways to practice patience in your life and become a more patient person. So I just rather than just shrug your shoulders and say, this is why I'm impatient, you know, it's understandable. Why not look at trying some of the tips that I'm sharing to become more patient, even in the most trying circumstances? So one way to learn the importance of patience in our life is to adopt an empathetic approach towards people. Empathy can help you understand other people and their circumstances so you don't feel impatient with them. Empathy does not mean holding people accountable for the things. Oh, sorry, I'll just correct myself. Empathy doesn't mean not holding people accountable for the things that they do, okay? I used to believe that this is what it meant to be compassionate and empathetic, to basically allow people to get away with whatever they wanted to get away with because it wasn't in my control and it was up to them to learn their life lessons. And But, you know, we don't do anyone any favours by sending them a message that there is one rule in life for us and everyone else has another rule, okay? There are certain universal rules or laws that apply to each and every one of us. So caring can sometimes be asking someone to take responsibility, okay? We all need to learn to take responsibility to get out of victimhood and get into actually living our life to the fullest. So it doesn't happen without taking responsibility. 
So impatience can stem from the weight that we carry from having someone in our life who refuses to take responsibility for their lives and their actions and still then on top of that expects us to be there to rescue them over and over when they are actually capable of learning their own lessons, when they are capable of taking responsibility for the things that are going on in their lives and they're effectively capable of looking after themselves. So again, it's all age appropriate stuff. There's obviously as a parent, you are going to need to give yourself your children grace to learn, but without your children making mistakes and having an opportunity to be responsible for finding what needs to happen to um, fix that mistake or not make that mistake again, we're not helping our children to learn that either. So mistakes are good. Mistakes, we, you know, beat ourselves up over making mistakes when they're good because they're just part of us learning something new that we need to learn on our path during this life of ups and downs and everything else in between. So I'm not saying, you know, that any of this is an easy thing to do, but when you create boundaries around yourself that say, I will care for this person, but I will not allow them to destroy my life in the process, you will know where to draw the line. So by knowing the importance of patience in life, you'll be able to build and maintain beautiful, strong relationships. So, you know, why not give it a go and try and become more of a patient person? So here are the, a few steps that you can take to improve your level of patience. So one is practice mindfulness. Be in the present moment without judging. Simply sit quietly and notice your breath. Notice what distracts you from your breath and then ease yourself back into awareness of your breath. So this is a mindfulness practice. This is not something that I'm suggesting that you do in the heat of the moment when something's happening this is something to make part of your daily practice that will actually transform you know every area of your life over time so and it doesn't have to be a long time but it's developing a muscle a really really important muscle so you need to exercise that regularly and regularly might be every single day for you and all it needs to be is five minutes and we we can all find five minutes to practice mindfulness peace comes in when we allow ourselves to be still so if you are lacking peace in your life if you are driven by stress then this practice over time will transform you the second thing is practice accepting your current circumstances so 
this may mean being, you know, like something simple like being stuck in traffic or maybe stuck in a job you hate, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and change things if you need to. So I, I'm not suggesting that if you are in an abusive relationship that you just suck it up and accept that that's your lot and that's you know where you need to stay and just accept it and that's all you can do about it what you you still need to try to change the things that you need to to make your safety the priority that it deserves so it only means accepting your experience in the moment for exactly what it is even if it's unpleasant. So let's talk about the kids for a second and say that they are doing something to drive you around the twist, okay? So it could be that your kids, you know, you're on a, on a road trip, you're in the car and you have got a head full of worries about your safety, about how you're going to keep paying the bills, about, you know, like keeping that roof over your head, how's that going to be, how am I going to pay for the school fees, um, all of these things, your, your mind could be preoccupied with all of that. And then in your current moment with your children in the car and they're all, are we there yet, are we there yet, are we there yet, are we there yet, and you are just ready to snap, okay? So, that is what I'm talking about, okay, that um, being okay with, with those things that um, drive you around the twist, that make you feel impatient, or it could be that you're stuck in traffic and you're like, I want to move. Can we just move forward, please, people? And it's just actually saying to yourself and accepting I'm stuck in a traffic jam at the moment. Nothing I can do about it. May as well just accept it, okay? So this is not for anybody else's benefit in that immediate instance, although it will have a flow-on effect, but it is for you and your sanity, okay, to help you stay sane and feel okay in those moments that could otherwise bring you unraveled, okay? So the third thing is actively build a tolerance for being a bit uncomfortable. And this is something that you will be well accustomed to, okay, um, because of the things that you have experienced. So you will have already built a, a huge tolerance for persevering through things that are uncomfortable. So um, just on the, you know, everyday end of the spectrum, you know, if you do things like, okay, so you're at the supermarket or the grocery store and you um, have a trolley that is just, you know, piled up like a mountain and then you've got somebody who comes up behind you in the line and they're holding two things in their hand and you say to them you go ahead you jump ahead of me in the line and it's amazing how appreciative people are when you do that but what that does it helps you to 
build up that tolerance for needing to wait or allowing someone else to go ahead of you. So um, something like resisting the urge to scratch and itch, it's what it's essentially about is resisting on acting on every impulse that you have. And when you work on the small things like, yeah, I can do that, that's doable, I can, next time I've got an itch, yeah, I can resist scratching that or, hey, it's no big deal, Um, by the time that person goes through, uh, I will have finished unloading my trolley and it hasn't really cost me anything to do that. So that's setting yourself up for success, but it's building that muscle again, that tolerance muscle of um, allowing things to flow in life and not giving in to every impulse that you have. And you develop patience as a result, which is fantastic. The next thing is when you're feeling rushed, consciously slow down. Now, this is something that I constantly need to be reminded of because as I said to you earlier I'm a doer and when I um, stay in my doing mode all the time you know those things I was talking to you about about feeling like I have to do everything I've got a a never-ending list of things to do all of the time well that is not good for my mindset. And so I need to choose to slow down, to understand that staying at a frenetic pace all the time is actually making me more impulsive, is making me more impatient. So when I slow down, I actually relax and it helps me to feel more patient about everything. And I don't know, I I think I shared, but I've just gotten over COVID. And when, and COVID stopped me in my tracks and gave me the holiday that I needed, but I didn't know I needed. And it wasn't until I was forced to slow down that I realised how much I needed to slow down. So um, if you are like me and you're a driven person, make time make time in your, uh, make time, sorry, that was my husband calling, but I'll get back to him in a minute. Um, make time in your busy life to slow down, okay, really slow down. Like if, if you're like me, you actually need to schedule it in. Otherwise, it'll be Monday through to Sunday of go, 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 go. And we all need rest. And that rest helps us to feel patient. Okay, so the next thing is be playful. So another thing I'm prone to do is take things a bit too seriously for my own good. And um, so just um, I'm just typing a message to my husband as I'm speaking to you because I need to let him know (laughs) uh, that I'm recording. Um, 
this episode. So who said we can't multitask? Um, okay, so that's done and I'm all yours again. Okay. So, all right, so getting back to, yeah, taking life too seriously, that's been me for many years, taking life very seriously. I take what I do seriously. You know, I with the podcast, I take this very seriously because um, I really... There's, it's so important to me to be doing things that are hopefully helping somebody out there who's listening to this to get some transformation in their life, to go from feeling miserable and hopeless to feeling as though there is hope for the future and getting them proactive again getting them from feeling stuck to feeling like hey there is stuff I can do to actually turn the corner in my life and start you know going in the direction that I really want to go in again so going from that apathetic place of feeling like there's nothing you can do to feeling like yep there's stuff I can do you know it might be little stuff but there's still stuff I can do and one of those things that you can do is you can be playful. So practice acting like a kid sometimes. And if you have got kids, play with your kids, find time to play with your kids. You know, um, doesn't matter what it is, get goofy with them, sing around the house, um, dance while you're doing the housework, be silly, have a laugh, just try to take yourself less seriously. Okay, so another thing is to let things feel broken. So, and that doesn't matter whether it's a work project that's gone off the rails or if it's a problem in your relationship or something in your home that literally feels broken or is broken. Resist the urge to immediately fix everything, okay, because, you know, sometimes we feel as though it's it's our responsibility to fix everything. So um, when it comes to, you know, whether it's, you know, something that's gone on with a work project, like, you know, sometimes there are things outside of our control that have, you know, cause this outcome in our relationship you know if our relationship's broken it can't be all us fixing that relationship um there's a wise saying it takes two hands to clap so that's that's a relationship it takes two hands so it takes your hand and it takes your partner's hand to fix to come back together again to make that you know join and make that sound when you clap your hands so you can't clap on your own you need your partner to come in there and be ready to do the work too so resist the urge to immediately fix everything and sometimes things are broken and allowing them to accept or allowing yourself to accept that is what will help you to become clear on the next thing that you need to do to move away from that relationship and to be able to transition and start a new life. And life 
does go on after you leave a relationship and you can have a beautiful life after you leave a relationship. Okay, the next is practice being a good listener. So these are all little things that can help you with becoming more patient. So listen carefully to what family members or other conversation partners are saying. Focus on understanding rather than on formulating your response. So it's really good to understand that we all have our own unique view of life and that's why it's so important to try to understand someone else's point of view. Remembering that is not always easy, but it's really important to try to remember that. And I say that it's not easy because I've fallen down in that area plenty of times. Um, But when you remember that, you know, no matter how close you are to someone else, they will still have a different lens on life to you. Although we've got things in common, although we've got similarities, you know, we and we all live under the same universal laws, we all experience these laws uniquely through our individual life experiences. So there'll be things that we'll be able to relate to each other on, many, many things. We'll find lots and lots of common ground. But having an understanding that the person that you love has lived a different life to you, they've had different experiences that have formed their view of the world, that have formed, they're called unconscious biases and Um, we're not even aware that we have them. That's why they're unconscious. And we go through life with these unconscious biases and that helps us to uh, form our own unique view of the world. And it doesn't mean that that won't alter as we go through life. It obviously does change depending on how we respond to our experiences as we go through life. So even though I'm a woman who has been in a very abusive relationship that became life-threatening for myself and my children, that doesn't mean that there is another woman who has lived through exactly the same experience as I have. So I don't want to put my story onto your story. I want to hear your story, your experience, okay? Um But that's why, you know, talking can sometimes be so overrated and listening can often be really undervalued. It's really important to listen to others. And I want to thank you now for being so patient with sticking with me through this episode. I hope that you can see the value to help you find more peace and joy in your life by learning to cultivate more patience. When it comes to domestic and family abuse and violence, you will often hear the term victim and the term survivor. And these two terms, you know, speak to different outlooks on the experience of people who go through this. When you're a victim, power is taken out of your hands to live the type of life that you want to live. This is when things are happening 
to you. And when you are a survivor, you are putting your all into keeping your head above water. This is when things are happening by you because you are taking an active part in getting through the trials and tribulations that you're facing. But this is not where the story has to end. But it can be where the story ends for many women because it's so hard for them to rise above the struggle and the strain and they just stay treading water one day to the next just trying to survive. And it's completely understandable and, you know, it's commendable, you know, if this is you because it takes courage, it takes grit, it takes tenacity to get up every day and keep going. But what if there's another level beyond that, one where you can go from being a survivor to a thriver? Well, there is. And learning the art of patience is a necessary character trait that you need to work on to leave that survivor behind and step into becoming a thriver. So patience is one thing that will help to get you there. It will get you to a place where you feel glad to be alive again, even when you are still facing struggles and strains in your life. Okay, that's it for me for this episode. Until next time, sending you light, love and blessings. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement, if you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice. If the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow. Hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, 
gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.